Hello. Welcome to today's show um, on Happiness Learned. So something I wanted to talk about today before the new year is sadness during the holiday time. Not so much to harp on it, but more to see how to transform it and attract and bring in more happiness and positivity and to kind of explore why this is even happening to begin with. So, you know, something I was wondering and thinking about is why is there sadness sadness sometimes at the holidays? Have you ever noticed this? It's supposed to be a joyful time, but sometimes it can be a very upsetting time for people. Um, personally, I myself have been flooded with clients the last couple of weeks that are having severe depression, um, very intense, persistent sadness and suicidal ideation. I've experienced family drama and people being upset. Um, I would like to say this is unusual, but unfortunately it's not. And actually I would say this is more mild than past years, but it's still always a thing. A pervasive thing that keeps happening. So why is this? I, I personally uh, think that part of it is almost a detoxification. If you think about it, when you get a bunch of people together or you want to get together, but then you remember the bad things of the pain, it seems like it brings up and almost detoxes um, for it to be released past pain, trauma, current challenging emotional difficulties, things that you're unhappy about with your life. Something about the holidays is kind of like a birthday. It can be a time to reflect. And reflection doesn't have to be a negative thing. It can be a positive. But for some reason, a lot of times people end up reflecting on the negative. So certain times, I mean, other times of the year that I'm very busy are things like Mother's Day, Father's Day, um, if people are going to have a wedding or they're going to buy a house, have a baby, birthdays, Valentine's Day. So you could say like sig- more significant moments that sort of symbolize something, you know, and why would this cause a problem? These are supposed to be days of celebration. They're supposed to be days of happiness. Well, part of happiness can sometimes be anything that's like our gunk that's blocking the happiness almost has to be cleared out for us to experience it. I'd say that's one possibility. Another one could be um, it has to do with this idea. There's a very famous concept in psychology from a German psychologist that our unhappiness with ourselves, our lives, or others, it comes from comparing our life for how we think it should be versus what it actually is. So, an issue with comparing um, our lives to what we think it they should be and unhappiness is that there's there's no law there's no limit to this. Um, if you want, you can you can find flaws and issues with anything. And quite honestly, our minds are more designed for this. If you, it has to do with our survival. Like for example, if you have I don't know. 20 people in a line and there's one person that has issues and is doing weird things that offend you. Our minds are de- are designed to focus in on that one person. Why is that? It's because that one person could represent some kind of a threat, could hurt us, could cause the other people to hurt us. So we we are wired to zone in or zoom in on our, 
perceived threats. But what kind of a life is that if we're constantly scanning the environment for the negative? Um, And we're designed in a lot of ways. We're kind of wired to survive, not to be happy. So being happy requires some effort and going against what is sort of, for a lot of people, their natural modality. Um, so guess what happens when you chain your mind to look at the negative, you tend to see more negative, but when you train your mind to look for good, you tend to see, if not more good, you tend to see more things to be appreciative of. You tend to feel the good at a deeper level and the goods, you know, it's like the nine positive people or the, you know, with an example of 20 people. And say there's one person that's causing a problem. When you focus on the good, you can start to really appreciate the 19 positives. And even the person that's causing problems, you can try to appreciate and rework that in your mind to see that in a positive as well. So it all becomes some form of a positive. But that being said, during the holidays, there can also be reminders about trauma Um, extreme stress and challenges. I know for me, the holidays are a time of some family tragedies and and different things that have occurred in the past. Um, So it's really important, I find, to try to be rooted as much as possible in the present and try to be rooted in a space of appreciation and a space of uh, maybe some positive or hopefulness for the future. So another aspect of this, when I was mentioning about the concept of comparing our life to how we think it should be versus what it is, um, I see this a lot with eating disorders. So for example, with a lot of eating disorders, someone might have an image in their mind. I mean, this is not 100% true, but it can be true. They They have an image of how they should look, or they have sort of this hypothetical perfect person in their mind. Um, and then they compare themselves to this hypothetical person that's unachievable or maybe only momentarily a little bit achievable. And it's a moving target. And this is a great way to have constant discontent and unhappiness and challenge that you feel about yourself is to have a practically unreachable goal or only momentarily reachable goal. And people do this not just with their bodies or how they look, but they also do it with their lives. Um, they, instead of appreciating themselves, appreciating what's around them, feeling kindness for themselves, um, you know, as I was thinking about this yesterday, that the love that we give to others or just the love that we have, what if we, if we fill ourselves up with it, giving ourselves that love, um, goes a much longer way than trying to attain some kind of perfect idea in your mind. But that being said, it is healthy and natural to have things that you want for yourself. It's absolutely is a positive thing. It's just if you get too attached to it and then you torture yourself and feel shame that you're not quite where you want to be, it's a good way to bring yourself down. But that being said, being said, how do we go from, you know, a certain experience that we're currently having that we don't really want to a different experience? How do we get from, you could say, A to B? Um And let's say you're getting together with family and it's been unpleasant. How we get from 
an unhappy holiday to a happy holiday. If you're not happy with yourself, how do you get from unhappiness with yourself to happiness? How do we make that leap? So one exercise I've seen be helpful is something called, um, it's kind of like future you jumping. Um, so I want to do that right now for you. I, I use it with clients also, and I I think it's helpful. I do for myself, and I, I enjoy it. Okay, so it's about a three-minute meditation I'm going to do right now. So if you could get comfortable, if you want to participate and close your eyes, and just sort of get settled in for a moment. Okay, so closing your eyes and taking a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. Another deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. One more deep breath in through your nose. Letting go, releasing any and all stress, worry, or concern. And as I count down from five to one, feeling more and more relaxed, calm, and at peace. Five to four. Four to three, three to two, two to one, deep calm and rest and peace. Breathing in. Deep rest and relaxation. Breathe out. Deep rest and relaxation. And now I'd like you to imagine that you are wearing a backpack full of rocks. And these rocks represent anything and everything that's weighing you down. Causing you stress, worry, or concern. And then walking over with this backpack, you see a cliff and an ocean. And this ocean expands out as far as the eye can see. And this ocean dissolves any and all rocks that you may be carrying. And slowly, I want you to take out the rocks from this backpack. You can look at them briefly, but I want you to throw them in the water one by one to allow them 
to dissolve completely. Three, two, and one. And then when you're ready, throwing the backpack itself into the ocean for it to melt and dissolve away. Three, two, and one. Feeling yourself lighter and lighter, more and more at ease. Lighter and lighter. Lighter and lighter. And then you can see and imagine a beautiful light that just comes down, pouring over you completely, removing any and all blocks in the way of your happiness. Anything that's attached to you, letting it go now. Feeling lighter and lighter, more and more at ease. And then walking from this cliff. You see a garden, and in this garden, you see a version of you one year from now. And I just want you to notice silently, how does this version of you feel? How does this person experience their life? What is different? Deep breath in and out. And then I'd like you to ask this version of yourself if they have any advice at all or anything they can share that could be helpful for you. For the year ahead or just in general from what they've learned. Deep breath in and out. Knowing you can always come back to this space, leaving the garden, feeling more and more hopeful and aware of a bigger picture of your life and where it's going. When you're ready, deep breath in and out, slowly opening your eyes as we end this practice. Okay, so that was what I call future jumping. There's a lot of different approaches you can take with that. Um, 
in this particular one, I thought it would be kind of cool if people thought about, okay, who am I, you know, holidays 2023 and who am I holidays 2024? Like what has happened? But you can use it with anything and you can use it with any time frame. Um, and I, I do find it is generally helpful for people. Okay. So um, a couple more things I wanted to touch upon. So something that I often see is people feeling stuck in this negativity. Like I said, the sadness, the helplessness, hopelessness, feeling like life is not exactly how they want and they don't know how to get where they want to go. Like they, they feel no matter how hard they're trying, it's not working the way they want or even the way they feel it should be and they deserve. And quite honestly, I feel a lot of times people are right that in theory, we should live in a world where people can easily pay their bills and are able to do jobs they love and relationships they love and things are fairly easy. That's not generally the world we live in for most people. Most people experience a lot of challenges. So another way of overcoming some of these things and attracting new things into your life or being a magnet, you could say, of these sorts of things that are are more in alignment with what you want is changing up your habits. Um, if you could imagine our patterns, our life, uh, the cycles we're in is almost energetic. If you want to have different reality happening, you have to change something. <laughs> so... Uh, yes, if you just keep everything the same, in theory, eventually life will change, but it might not be that different. It might not be that great. Or it might not be that different. It might just be a similar situation, just different variables, different people. So if you really want a positive change, you have to do something different. And this is part of our taking back our own power. Um, so something that I work with clients on is an emotion chart I made, and there's I call it the red zone, which is our destructive negative emotions. And those tend to be very sticky, heavy. They tend to reinforce themselves. Um, and with red zone emotions, the more you have of them, the harder it is to get out of and the more strength it takes. Or it's almost like you have to have a wake-up call to get out of it. <clears throat> but one way, there's some different ways you can get out of the red zone or the, the negative emotion zone and create some changes um, to help you shift into the future you're wanting is getting out of the house. That helps. Um, you'd be surprised how many people just do the same patterns over and over. Either just go to work, um, drive to the same places, uh, or in the house too much. You have to mix it up a bit. And I don't, and that can feel exhausting. I understand. And it doesn't have to be something big, just something different. That will change the pattern and the cyclical nature of the energy. Um, maybe it could be something creative, um, something with positive people. But the reality is, aside from changing up the patterns that we have, what we expose ourselves to also goes into us, into our system. So just like how when we eat or drink something, it goes into our bodies, it goes into our system. 
if we change things up and we make something creative and we feel a little empowered, a little more uplifted, that energy, that shift goes into our system. If you're around positive people, even ever so slightly, that change goes into our system and shifts things for us. Um, okay. So another practice I find is if you can get moving. I find movement to be very helpful. Um, movement helps us get out of our heads. It helps us get out of our routines. It boosts our mood. Um, doing just a, a walk, some yoga, ride an indoor bike if you need to. It doesn't really matter. It's just doing something. And even five minutes a day makes a difference. So something I come across is people being so depressed or down or discouraged. Um, they tell me they don't have the energy to be active or they're too tired or they're not motivated to exercise or even leave the house. However, Sometimes we have to fight. <laughs> like I said, the, the deeper that you are in the red, um, red zone of emotions, the harder it is to get out of. So if you give in to the low levels of motivation, um, if you give in to the feeling of, I don't want to do anything, you will not help yourself. I've never seen this reduce sadness or depression or help anybody giving in to the, to the sadness, the heaviness. Um. So the other thing is there's a momentum that builds up. And so if you give into it, you're reinforcing it. You're helping yourself become more that way. And hey, if that's what you want, if you want to feel down, if you want to feel stuck, that's fine. That's totally your free will choice. But <clears throat> sometimes it's better to figure that out and accept it. Like, okay, I prefer sadness and depression and low motivation and apathy. I'm, I kind of prefer this. I don't want to make the effort to get out because when you really want to feel better, a lot of times you're going to do whatever it takes. You have to love yourself enough to do whatever it takes to try to feel better and to try to get out of it. And I'm not blaming anyone here for their bad emotions. I'm just saying it really is important to be super honest with ourselves. Do we actually want to feel better? Um, and you might think, of course I do. Like, who would want to be sad? I've actually encountered a lot of people that they fight me to stay sad. They fight me to stay depressed. They they resist it. And if we make progress to feel better, they go backwards. They do sabotaging. So why would that be? Well, it's familiar. We tend to stick with things that feel safe to us. Um, and... If we think we get some sort of benefit from it, we're going to be attached to it. And we'll be scared. Sometimes people are scared. Although maybe the benefit they think is so good that there's they don't want to get out of it. So number one thing I'd say is really reflect on how much do I want to feel better? Do I really want this? There's a, a story. I can't remember exactly, but it was something like with enlightenment, there was... Um, a master and the student and the student said like I really want to be enlightened how do I get there how do I how do I become enlightened how do I feel you know freedom from all suffering and then the master <laughs> they're on a river when they did when this happens and the story goes um pushes his head under water so he can't breathe and he's he's suffocating like he can't breathe he's under the water for like a minute or something and then he brings him up and he says 
when you want liberation as much as you want to breathe, then you're going to get there. You have to really want it, is my point. You have to fight for it. And I'm not saying the whole way, but once you start to kind of turn the ship in the, in this direction, you don't have to fight as much. But to get out of the red zone, to get out of the destructive emotions, yeah, you sometimes you have to fight. Or, you know, I also like the future jumping activity that I did for you guys. Um, so on this note, as Einstein says, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed from one form to another. So another way of putting this is um, it's kind of the old way to think that the cure to depression, sadness, you know, destructive emotions, to having the life you want is to eliminate the bad feelings, you know, to just focus on the good, to, you know, just attract it into your life. <sighs> so it's more complicated than that. What if another way of understanding this is that we are not trying to wipe out bad feelings. Rather, we are seeing the painful emotions as feedback for something we don't like and want to change. Um, and realizing, are you attached to the negative feelings? Do you prefer being unhappy because it's familiar? You get attention. Do you prefer sadness, depression, low motivation and feeling stuck? Because Maybe you do. Maybe that's a way to avoid having to try something and failing or feeling like you're failing. Um, expose yourself to something new that could be scary. Um, get less attention. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why people prefer and are attached to their unhappiness. So as I said before, it's better to acknowledge it um, than resist against it and feel bad. And once, if you sort of are really honest with yourself, like with who you are and what you actually want, it's actually very liberating. And that in itself can be a type of relief. Um, so if you prefer the red zone, maybe the only step you really need to take is to just realize it and acknowledge it. Sort of a radical acceptance. You don't have to change anything. Just be honest with yourself and let go of the pressure to change. But if you do want to change, you have to do something differently. Um, it might be your mindset, your behaviors, something. Something has to shift. Um, and this requires a certain amount of discipline. Discipline is not something fun necessarily at first. It's something you force yourself to do. So start with where you're at. And if, you, if you've never forced yourself to do anything, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, start small. You know, start with, I don't want to go outside today. Okay, I'm going to force myself. I'm just going to go out that door. Our willpower can overcome the emotions that hold us back. And, of course, emotions have different levels. So I'm not saying this as 100% absolute. But generally speaking, our willpower is very strong. And we can use our willpower to direct our energies the way we want them to go. And when you redirect your energies, you redirect your focus, you do attract and bring in a new reality into your life. You shift into a different world that you can't shift into if you keep your direction and your willpower in the old patterns. So on some level, sometimes you have to force yourself every day, even if it's five or 10 minutes, 
to create a new pattern and habit that would be healthy for you. And some people don't like the word healthy. I'm going to say more positive and attract better things. And that's not to say your current situation, if you're not happy with it, it's not to say it's your fault, anything you've done wrong. What I am saying is if you love yourself enough, you are worth it to make small changes and fight for something better for yourself. The most effective way to make lasting change is little change incremental every day. The little changes steer you in a new direction and a new reality. Um, also, feeling sorry for ourselves, being stuck in the negative, and normally does not help us to create a positive life. But pushing ourselves and discipline helps to shift and enact new energetic patterns and cycles to boost us in the direction of where we actually want to be. And eventually becomes your new habit, your new pattern, and you don't think about it. It becomes comfortable eventually. They say it takes 21 days to make a habit. Um, I think there's truth to that. I think it's more about the willpower. It's when you decide this is how things are going to be. And you have to make that that call iron will so forcing yourself to have new practices more discipline and pushing yourself a bit is the most compassionate thing you can do for yourself i swear it is telling yourself i deserve more than this i am going to step up and fight for myself to have more and the practice of incremental small discipline day in and day out i promise it will change your entire life um I was very fortunate in the sense that I grew up in a situation with some family in the military and, and a very sort of strict household where I learned discipline early on. I learned about pushing myself even when I wasn't really wanting to. Not everyone has had that experience and it can be scary. So that's why I say start small. Start with five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day of directing yourself in a new orientation that you want to go because your energy is very powerful think of it like a flashlight and if you're beaming your flashlight at negative things it kind of draws in more of those a lot of times if you beam your flashlight towards a new direction even if you have to keep reminding yourself every day oh gotta focus on something different gotta do something different it will guide you towards a totally different path um and this I swear to you, is part of self-love. Absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of times, like I, I think back about my PhD and I, I did my first doctorate fairly quickly. And, and the truth is I, I do love school, but also I'm pretty disciplined because I was raised to be disciplined. Um, I had a very strict Catholic upbringing and I just had that foundation, which really did help me with the discipline. And I, I also embraced it. I didn't reject the discipline, but I would religiously work every night till like two in the morning and then two or three in the morning and then I get up at like seven or eight um and I finished my PhD in three and a half years because I did this with discipline some people thought I don't know what they thought it was magical or luck or I knew someone is like no I I worked really hard but it didn't seem like working really hard because I had the discipline to be like, okay, 
this time of night, I start, this time I stop. I just, I did it if I wanted to or not sometimes. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, to give an overview, <laughs> what I wanted to basically talk about was people feeling sad at the holidays and how they feel stuck or they feel hopeless or helpless or unhappy about their life, unhappy about their situation. And that there is the exercise of the future jumping that can help with that meditation. Also looking at, are you comparing yourself to an imaginary hypothetical person you think you should be? And are you, are you being too hard on yourself? Um, are you attached to being sort of in the red zone? Are you attached to feeling negative? Um, and if you want to feel better, having discipline to push yourself in incremental small ways every day. Okay. Um, so if you'd like to reach me for any questions or any more information on any of this stuff, I can be reached at www.drsarahspower.com. Wishing you all so much love, happiness, joy, peace, and all the blue zone happy emotions um, of uh, the blue zone is is the uplifting positive emotions in my chart. Okay, wishing you all the best and happy, wonderful new year. May this year be your best ever.